0: Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army Podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and coming off of the first real Hounds win of the year, I got two people here to talk about that, and uh, it is Home Opener Eve Eve, which means it's 7-Hour Tailgate Eve Eve, and that's a damn good place to be at right now. They go over it with me, I got uh, two people, I think, almost like Bob, I think we have the same lineup two weeks in a row. Ain't that crazy? Wow. Wow. Ariana, what's up?
1: Nothing much. I'm excited. I'm ready for it.
0: Yeah, you've uh, had a you've had a busy couple days here getting ready for this.
1: Oh yeah, Tifo painting. Couple days uh this will be day three of Tifo painting. Not in a row, but and then filling in between that is my uh my pudding shot making. Got eight flavors for for the opening opening game. Home opener, so
0: Care to run Lots through those eight flavors?
1: Yeah, uh, I got our, our our uh, our go tos. My everyone's you know our favorites: rum chata, salted caramel, and chocolate made with Kalua. Um, I got some newer ones: uh, s'mores and um, coconut, coconut cream, which was a uh, kind of popular last year. Also trying a new one. I found a strawberry cream tequila Intrigued. that I'm going to mix with some chocolate pudding and try to do like a chocolate covered strawberry flavor. Um, that one's going to be dangerous to make. Um, I also found some York peppermint patty pudding. Say that five times fast. Uh, that I'm going to try to make with some some traditional Baileys to try to bring out that peppermint flavor. Um, it's like, and it's then, like an after
0: dinner jello shot. or uh, yeah, uh, Not jello pudding chart.
1: pudding yeah and we'll have that and then the last flavor i made yesterday oh now i'm gonna forget that's the only flavor i keep forgetting um ah oh, chocolate mocha whiskey it's a it's a cream like a it looks like chocolate milk in the bottle and it's so dangerous because it's so good um so yeah eight flavors couple new ones couple returning favorites so
0: it's I'm like make sure it's like. Frozen, frozen. Bring some new ones in. Keep the ones you like. Yeah. At least yeah. the ones that are on, a, we'll on the on the here.
1: We'll see how it goes. So.
0: Nice. Oh, it's, uh,
1: prepped, prepped, and ready.
0: As it uh, as it should be, in the days leading up to the home opener. Yeah, yeah. you're here too, man. What uh, what's good with you? Because. Was that the Champions League thing? No, it's uh,
2: what's the what's the Jack Black wrestling movie from like two thousand eight? Nacho Libre. Nacho
0: Libre. Yeah. <laughs> How you feeling? You good? You ready for uh, Friday? Uh, I'm excellent. Thank you for asking. That's what I'm here for, man. Yeah. Uh also feeling good. Should be the Hounds. Uh, I don't know yeah. what other people were thinking after. Where they'd be in the two road games leading up to the home opener. They're sitting on four points with a win and a draw. The win coming in the last game at the Miami. Shit on the Miami. And uh, Albert Diqua did with three goals. Just um, walked on that field, uh, squatted down, and shat on the Memphis. Chico style. Uh Kind of like I alluded to here with with this lineup, Bob went with the same lineup twice in a row for the first two weeks of the season, which is, that might be a a first-timer for him. Usually takes a couple months to to get into that. Uh, Ariana, how do you feel about seeing the same starting eleven this early on in the season? Uh, That strong of a showing in Birmingham or um, possibly not as a lot? a lot of faith in the bench is no way to look at, but uh, what were your, what was your reaction when you saw an unchanged 11 from Bob?
1: I was surprised. Um, we haven't seen that ever. And, and at least in the beginning of the season. So I, I felt like he had the confidence that we need to have in that starting 11. Um, but I'm not saying that it's fear of the bench. I'm, I think that, you know, we went to the bench early on, both in Birmingham and in Memphis, so we're not afraid to, to go to the bench. Um, I think that he definitely has some confidence there, and I think they looked a little bit more cohesive, which I think is a good thing. I think that, I mean, in a way that we went with the same lineup. So we saw, you know, they kind of look like, to me, you know, baby deer, you know when they're a little wobbly on their legs, a little in you know unsure of themselves, but ha- starting with that exact same lineup made me feel real confident at the beginning of the Memphis game because then we just have that they looked a lot more steady on their feet, a lot more sturdy together, uh played way better football in my uh, soccer in my opinion, so I am I'm excited and I'm happy I know. I have an inkling that it's going to change um, beyond our known changes, but um, for for next for this this upcoming game, so I doubt I don't think we'll see the same starting eleven. So it was good while it lasted.
0: Yeah, probably not seeing the same eleven. Well, we know of one that we'll we'll get to later, but uh, uh, this game felt. Again, I, I looked at the stats between this and, and the Birmingham game, and the stats are kind of similar to what I was, what we saw, but it, the eye test felt different. Uh, Birmingham, as I harped on with a, a week ago, was a lot of bring it down the wing, cross it in, and hope for the best. And this seemed a lot more down through the middle type of play. Um, I mean, the three goals, let's look, get into that, I guess, now. it's One is is a scramble off of a free kick. Uh, that Memphis's soon to be backup keeper, uh, instead of catching or punching away, just leaves her a fat rebound and a little bit of a scramble. Dequa ends up on the end of a, a shot from six yards out. Second one is the penalty, and the third one is the bad play in the midfield by a couple different Memphis players that Tola gets on the end of and has a really, really nice pass to. To Dequa for, I mean, not to happen, but uh, a pretty wide open net to seal off his hat trick. So the goals don't come from the, the long down the wing, cross it in, see what happens. Um, so it felt different. The stats look somewhat similar, but it just had a different feel to the game. Um, do you think it was the same game plan? As Birmingham and just the flow of the game and how the goals came just was different or was there a different mindset than a week ago?
1: I definitely think there was a different mindset. To me, the the playing didn't look different. I mean, it definitely looked like we were playing, we played a better team in the first game than we did in the second game. They were a little bit more cohesive um, in Birmingham than they were in Memphis. But we did, it, our lineup didn't look like even the breakdown on the field didn't look any different. And it looked like everyone played a very similar way and style, but just better chances, poor handling uh, in the midfield from Memphis, and just better on the ball chances. So I think that we looked very similar, um, which makes me feel good because our playing was so similar between the games. I, you know, we have a good, you know, move and, and vibe with, with all the players. So I just think that the difference then lays almost entirely in, you know, who we were playing against now. Dequa looked and I think he's the only player who looked markedly markedly different from the first game to the second game. Obviously. I mean, goal-wise, but I think that he played far better. He played more minutes. He played harder. He was, you know, on the ball more frequently than he was in Birmingham. So I definitely feel like he because he missed so many preseason games I think all but one he missed. It's now like, it feels like Birmingham felt like to him another preseason game. Like that's that's the form that I saw with Dequa in, in Birmingham. And now we're seeing what we're going to expect for the rest of the season. And Dequa is what I'm seeing. He's the only person I could that jumped out at me that was so dramatically different from the first to the second.
0: Uh, yeah what was your i mean didn't get your your first thoughts on it yet but uh i mean what were your kind of overarching thoughts on it and and how do you feel about the play of of chico from from week two to week one
2: uh we definitely sat back more um i thought we were playing a more methodical style of offense trying to control the ball um the possession numbers are much different they're like 20 percentage points different between what we had in birmingham versus what we had in memphis memphis we were out possessed two to one i think that's kind of consistent through both halves it's not like it was a memphis trying to carry play now that they were losing kind of thing uh just a matter of sitting back and trying to pounce on mistakes um kiza and Dequa. When when we're on defense, they both do very well in trying to bring pressure to the goalkeeper and the defenders on the back line. If 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 the opponents are playing slowly from the back line, they are really irritating to because they they are willing to expel energy and go after guys and force them to make plays quicker than perhaps they want to. That's the um, I think that was an improvement from both players than week one. Um, in terms of other players, I saw. De, I so I saw Dos Santos more often coming forward. I think um, I saw Ho, Pat Hogan be more aggressive. Um, he was. He he had a couple more tackles that I noticed from from watching the game than against Birmingham. Um, and I don't think Mertz was playing as forward on the left side. Was a couple of things in terms of the player
0: personnel thing. I think was tweaked. It's. It seemed to me like maybe it was just so obvious in week one. It, it felt like Dos Santos and Rivera was they weren't pushing quite as high as they were uh, against Birmingham, which felt different to me. Um, <sighs> See, I, I
2: thought he kept going forward. Maybe I noticed it because it, I think he was kind of killing play on the left side. I don't. I don't think he had a successful cross on any of his attempts moving forward. Maybe I just noticed it because I, I think I noticed possession was ending. Yeah, the
0: stat-wise look same because I, I looked up what his cross numbers were and they also did not, they weren't fantastic like they were last week. I just, I just can't remember him doing it as much as uh, that first week, but that could be a mental block on, on my part. Um, what? Speaking of the defense, how, how are we feeling about it two weeks in? Going with, with two center backs, with Farrell coming off, off the bench. Pat Hogan making Team of the Week, uh, a guy who, who went through the, the combine uh, system, I guess we'll say, to, to get signed here in Pittsburgh. Are we feeling confident with this, this two-back look we're having here so far? Places to improve? Yeah, what, what sticks out to you on the defense after two weeks? Um,
2: cautiously optimistic. Loving Arturo, um, loving Danny Rivera on the right side. Um, Hogan's been quiet, which there are worse things to say about defenders and Dos Santos um, is kind of hit or miss. Love the aggression, but um, there are mistakes that I wish weren't happening that hopefully get better either with, as time wears on in the season, he gets more experience or maybe he's still having lingering injury effects and trying to get back up to speed or whatever. Um, there's not a lot to complain about. Um, so cautiously optimistic
0: is what I'm going with. Nice. Ariana, speaking of uh, Rovio on the right side, are you liking him where he's playing as, as the right back, more of a, a right wing back? But I guess the, what I am thinking as I watch these two games is I, I would want him pushed up on the right side and finding a new... Someone new as a right back, not as an indictment on Rivera, but I think Rivera's best skill set is higher up the field. Uh, I mean, is is that something you could see happening, or uh, am I just fixating on the right back position on un- needlessly?
1: I think no i I think you're you're right. I think that Rovi, it feels weird that, you know, he stuck so, so far back. Um, I think that we could use the aggression that he shows playing wise more in the midfield. We, one of my complaints about the first game was, you know, we lost a lot of possession in that midfield. So we now, you know, need that force there, which I think we're losing as he starts to drift back towards the back line. Will we have another, you know, defender signed, or will we be able to trans, you know, transfer one of our, I mean, Luke Biasi has been coming in, you know, and as Nate goes out, he's, he's there both games. He's been Nate's sub. Um, and I can see why they're on the same side, but it also makes me feel like why are, you know, why can't we find someone or use Luke on the other side? Um, I think that we're losing out, and it and it feels like I was expecting a different backline with whom we signed. Um, I wasn't expecting Farrell to not start. I wasn't expecting. I mean, I wasn't expecting Hogan to have such a prominent position and to be playing so well. And that's not a bad expectation. I'm I'm very happy with that. You know. I'm very surprised in a good way. Um, but it makes me feel like we have a lot of center backs, but no outside backs. And it I don't know if maybe there's a center back who could be moved that way or if we just have to look outside for another center back uh, or outside back. Um, but I definitely feel like we're missing Danny's presence in that midfield.
0: I mean, that's a big Big piece to to try to uh, replace. Uh, maybe that person's there. It's just gonna take a little bit, a little bit longer to to find or or may cultivate. Yeah. Might be the better way of putting it. Uh, yeah. Only uh, only four subs used by Bob in this game. Uh, were you surprised? Maybe like a Tony Lopez doesn't come off the bench or the. the the lovelyly named Langston Blackstock doesn't see any, any minutes late in this game. Up two goals. Um, yeah, we we were we were up two
2: for the final twenty-ish minutes or so. Use all five subs. Put put somebody. In. And it's not like we didn't have a uh, a shift or whatever a, a, a sub time frame that we needed. You know, just put someone in. Give guys give guys minutes off. No need to no need to keep them on the bench.
0: Mentioned it earlier. Uh, Memphis, uh, their goalie Drew Romig, uh, he, he's been been pretty shit the first two weeks. What uh, what were your thoughts on him?
2: I don't think he did anything inherently wrong. Um, I don't know which of the three goals is that he should have stopped, but that's he, three goals he's given up in both games now. Um, that first goal I was, was not bad.
0: He, he needs he needs mm-hmm. the they needs to catch that or punch it away. He just spilled okay. it right front.
2: But uh, I was not I was surprised when I was reading the rosters and Memphis was like, "We're gonna go with this guy, our our backup from last year. Uh, we trust him." And well, no, they don't. Maybe you shouldn't.
0: Have. <laughs> yeah, Bill and me coming to coming to Memphis ain't that to a, the rescue? Ain't mm-hmm. that a, well? Rescue might be a little strong, but. Yeah, Remix banished the shadow realm. Regardless, he is in the. I I don't think I brought this up. I have a friend uh, here in Pittsburgh, and she, her I want to say it was cousin, but I I might have the relationship wrong with who was Memphis's backup, who I now will assume is the third string. So I was getting all these messages about. Oh, I'll, I'll let you know when this guy finally gets into the game, and I had the center of the news article about Bill yeah, me, and like, yeah, your you're, you're guy just slipped on the depth chart. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. No good.
2: Hounds uh, have a habit of of knocking people out of their jobs. Normally it's coaches.
0: Yeah, he's, that's it's two keepers. on the run, two years on the run. See if we can make it three this year. Uh, maybe in mid-July, that'd be kind of sweet. Not that Ooh. I picked out a game for that to happen in, but maybe. <laughs> Ariana, what are your your final I, thoughts on this on this either the, the Drew Romick thing or the game in general?
1: Well, I do have a hot toe. Oh yes, kind that's of right. Related to both. Um, I didn't get to watch the game in the moment, so I, I rewatched the game right after we were painting Tifo. You know, in it, so we were listening. So I watched and rewatched the penalty kick goal and what caused the penalty kick goal. Now my hot toe and I'm and I'm known for them on Hounsey is that that was not a handball in my opinion. I think that if we would have had you know replay, I think it definitely would have changed. And now the angles were garbage for the entire game. The cameras were garbage for the entire game. The commentators were garbage for the entire Oh game. god, they so, were they were bad they were when toffee tweets that they're bad they're, they're bad
0: They're bad also camera I, you know soccer camera angles for a soccer game on a basal field have always been pretty bad
1: yeah and the camera it wasn't noticeable to me in the first half but it was in the second half was covered the main camera was covered in dirt and dust yes and the light would just hit it funny and so you could never get a good angle but from what I could see, and I do have somewhat of a backup for myself, um, is that it wasn't necessarily a handball. Um, and my backup is that Edward Kizza, who was sitting, standing right in front of where it happened, ran onto the ref afterwards, and to me looked like he was defending the Memphis player, saying that it wasn't a handball. Now, I don't know if maybe I'm reading his, his reaction on the field differently, but, to me, it looked like he was saying that it hit his upper arm and was not a handball. I don't know what the ref saw in order to take it that way it It wouldn't have made much of a difference in the long run. You know we did end up winning by you know two point two more points than than Memphis scored so it just i don't that's my my hot opinion is watching it over and over and over again with the angles that I had my hands on. it didn't feel like. It should have been a handball. There was another handball call later, you know, just a few minutes later in the game. And that one seemed a lot more obvious to me than this one. And this one just felt like I can definitely see why Memphis fans might be angry with that call. Um, in my opinion, I don't think I, I appreciate the call. I appreciate the PK that came from it and the eventual goal that came from it and the hat trick that Dequel got. But I just don't see how it was a handball. And I'm you know, I can be proven wrong. People can show me, you know, their opinions, but just in my gut reaction after watching it a couple of times, I I I just don't see how it would be a conclusive enough handball. Yeah. That's my, my hot toe. It no, just didn't feel it felt like a weird call.
0: I'm <laughs> I i do not think it's that actually that hot of a toe. Um, it's high up on the arm, and how they've changed the interpretation of, of the handball is basically: if you put your arm down to your side, put a finger into the bottom of your armpit, and then draw, use that finger to draw a line across your arm. That that part of the arm is is considered part of the shoulder for the purposes of this of this law. It it might be somewhere in that area. I mean, I'm not convinced you're right, and I'm not here to argue against uh hounds pk but it's definitely up in that neighborhood so i don't it's not that crazy of an idea
1: it just felt watching it over and over again i was like i don't i don't know about that
0: (laughs) it's not not that's not the crit you've had hotter takes facts yeah um yak any have any any deep lingering thoughts on on the handball law um
2: no i i I thought it was a fair penalty okay
0: hopefully. fair enough <sighs> um mentioned it before our, our boy tola got in the game, and mm. uh some people might say snake bit at the moment uh I think it would be it's easy to say that he should have three goals pretty straightforward based off of some yawning nets that he has failed to put a ball into so far and i remember during the game in the discord there was a lot of chatter about tola has a one-way ticket to bob's doghouse uh, based on on just not not finishing i know the the idea of is finishing a skill is somewhat controversial in the the soccer chatter sphere uh, but so far he's not done a great job of, of finishing but he's also put himself in a great position to have big chances that he hasn't finished so yeah do you think he's looking at a, a, the potential to be in Bob's doghouse for not getting the job done or do you think Bob's looking at him and saying that's the guy who's getting in the right spots to, to have goals and that the goals will eventually come?
2: I'm more inclined to think of the latter. I always think of everything on a spectrum. It's never going to be, oh, he's definitely in the doghouse. Oh, he's still got a clean bill of health. But I think he's still well within a grace system because he is getting into good spots. Um, it's been a couple of years, but we gave Corey Herzog quite a long leash back in the day um and showmi hasn't let us drop points yet right um mm. I guess the Birmingham save yeah, you know, that, yeah. yeah. Mm. um i'd still I'd still let him be i'm I am more happy now giving him more chances because i' because he's getting to the right spots and getting open than um him missing what i we would think is guineas Perhaps it's because I'm optimistic because we have four points from two road games, it's pretty good. Uh if that if the form goes south a little bit, then I'm like, what the hell? For now I'm gonna say go for it.
0: Ariana. Uh Tola, closer to the doghouse or closer to getting more minutes because he's doing the right things.
1: I think he's right in the middle. I don't think he's in the doghouse, but I also don't think he's going to he's one of my changes that might not start on Friday. Um I don't know – I don't think Bob's going to punish him by completely removing him from the lineup, but I do think Bob might make him a sub until he – Bob, he thinks that Tola is a little bit more steady on his feet. He's young. He's 23, um, fresh out of college. um, So I don't know if he's just not – you know, he's got the new the new team, the first pro year jitters. Um, you can tell, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but we had did have him meet the players last night um, or, t- you know, Tuesday night. Um, and they did actually bring it up, his missed, two missed goals in Memphis. And he did look quite, I don't want to say ashamed because it wasn't quite that far, but he was definitely like, he knew he was worthy of the, the sass that we were giving him for, for missing those two. And it seemed like it's pretty much a universal team thing that they all know. And and Tola himself knows that he's got to finish with that. And I don't know if it's maybe he's trying too hard, which is making it, making him, you know, miss things or missteps or, you know, overthink moments, but I definitely think that he needs a little bit more um, playing time. I think, you know, you know, we might see him in, as, a, as a sub situation, but he's got two fantastic forwards to learn from. So um, I'm excited to see where he goes. So I think that my prediction is that he won't be in the starting 11, but he'll be a sub this week.
2: There is. I want to mention so, that playing with the forwards, because after he missed the second gimme this past week, I saw Deepwa uh coming to his side pretty quickly and trying to cheer him up and and try to give him a a little pep talk especially because whoever passed him the ball was really hot under the collar Um, yeah i did like seeing that from dequa
1: yeah that was it it definitely it feels good to see that and i agree I, i noticed the exact same thing you know he was beating himself up you could see it after that second missed one and dequa was right there ready to tell him either you know you're I don't know what it was said, but it felt like, you know, it's all right. It's game two. You know, you have time to learn better, but you're right. Whoever sent it to him, and I was going to try to look it up, but I don't know if I could find it fast enough, just didn't. He was definitely definitely coming towards him with a little bit of a sassy, you know, sassy move to his step. So it was good to see that Dequel was there to, to back him up. And he, I think we'll have a fantastic, you know, person. He has a, he has a fantastic person to learn from. I mean, a, a hat trick in the second game player to learn from.
0: Did you say sassy move to a step? Yep. Okay. Be... Sassy.
1: He was a sassy stepper.
0: Sa- oh, that's even, I'm just getting.
1: Trademark.
0: Sassy <laughs> stepper. I'm just getting uh, show titles sassy. Put together here. Sassy Steffier. Stepper. Done. Beautiful. <sighs> so, yeah. Uh, hounds win. Hounds win. 3-1. Ah, in Memphis. Burke
1: failing. Falling. Oh, That's you, who it was. You have, you have found it.
0: Oh, Burke uh, with the assist. Or that should have been the assist. Burke
1: would have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and got, but it got Sassy here, stepping. Yes. Yeah. It seems here that he was caught offside. So, maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought.
2: Uh, no, because I thought it was a corner kick afterwards. I thought maybe I it
1: was that, but I, for some reason, I'm thinking it was Burke who was a little had it was a little, was the sassy stepper.
0: It's, uh, put on a shirt. I think uh, <laughs> mentioned before. Pat Hogan makes team of the week this uh, this past week. Uh, Dequa, with his hat trick uh, becomes player of the week for the USL. Uh, not to spend too much time on on these kind of very subjective super, superlative things, but that is that's two people who were hounds last year, uh, taking the first two team of the, team of the player of the week honors. So, uh, not not the worst, not the worst at all. Uh, quick a, look a around. A former
2: hound was also runner up of player of the week. Who the what?
0: If you have Tower Pasher. Oh, drink, 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 <laughs> uh, quick look around the league. Uh, Loudon, they're getting all of a sudden They, they, they break away from the DC shackles for the most part. They get a little uppity, uh, saying that they will not have, they, for this past week, not tickets will not be available on the day. Uh, cause they are close to selling out. Uh, Yak, you watch that game. They look like they're, they're close to selling out. No, there were far more empty
2: seats, people that had their rows by themselves, people, like, sections of, like, 12 people. No. No, 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 no. Perhaps it was better than what we're used to from Loudoun, but to say the day or two before the game, hey, we're not going to have walk-up tickets for sale.
0: Imagine bo- oh, imagine Toffee being like, no, we, we're good. We don't need to sell you tickets on the day. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we might be a little bit it's a different perspective cuz Pittsburgh's upper limit on high mark is kind of yet to be determined but like unless if the fire chief was bringing breathing down the front office's ears threatening to like I don't know what recourse fire chiefs have burning the place down like that seems don't like say you're not going to sell what
0: ups. the opposite of for job I think
1: Yeah <laughs>
0: uh, yeah closing so us I, down? I don't know what Loudon's doing they're getting... Ariana, hey, why why is Lowing getting uppity all of a sudden?
1: Because they broke away from the shackles. They they are they are the younger brother whose older brother just moved away to college. They have the new car and the you know the house to themselves, and you know they they're puffing themselves up. They are. Yeah. They're why, stepping on their own toes.
0: Why would they say they're close to selling out? They did they realize that these games are broadcast and we could see that?
1: Yeah, and I I, have and I,
0: idea.
1: <laughs> I don't know if, you know, the maybe under the camera, that side of the the from what I remember, um when we were at Loudoun last year, our side was, you know, pretty heavily the Riverhounds when you know we sat on the side that was covered, you know, by the backfield of the, you know, the camera behind the field um so maybe that was it and the stadium that we the part of the stadium that we couldn't see was the one that was almost sold out and they forgot that they had another half to the stadium but um they're kind of crazy i it i i would be embarrassed if i was the loud in front office and social media team that decided to tout that they were running out of seats uh,
0: Tim Lawson, aka, uh Well, no longer about the USL, but I forget. Sorry, Tim, I forgot about how you changed the handle. Uh, He was at the game, uh, at the Loudon game this weekend. Uh, If you're listening, I I think you do listen to all these episodes. Feel free to let us know. Was Loudon more full than it looked like on camera, or what the hell was going on with that? I'd love to know. Back into positive Hounds news, super positive Hounds news. Uh, A new sign this week, Yak. What what do you think of that? Mm -hmm. I am thrilled
2: to have seen the signing of Mr. I'm using that term loosely, Anders Bordeaux, freshly <laughs> 18 years old.
0: Yeah, Anders Bordeaux, 18, you just said. He's at Kiski area for a couple more months, weeks, however close graduation is. Uh, he is committed to Memphis, uh, but he's on a Hounds Academy contract uh, with the first team this year. Uh, unlike white Borso who was mostly in Chicago and then came over here with the as best I could tell kind of with the the goal of immediately doing this academy contract with the hounds Anders has been with the the club in the academy since he was nine half of his half of his still very young life and he is in the first team Ariana big deal bigger deal biggest deal.
1: I think it's a big deal um I think that the fact that he is to, to study under and with you know the team that we have is exciting um I'm I'm excited for him I'm I'm proud that he's made it this far um as a you know he's born and raised in Pittsburgh and it feels really good to have a Pittsburgh player on our team um he seems like a really sweet kid um very animated um in both the interview that they posted and in the meet and greet that we'll talk about later. um, He seems like a fantastic person to join this team. I'm I'm really excited and to have someone and to be able to show off our academy in this way is awesome, I think. Um, So it's big news. I'm excited to see how he plays this year. and see what he learns and how he fits with the team. Um, so I think it's I think it's a good thing. he's he's a he's cool. i'm I'm sad that because we lost one of our open cup games that you know, and we Yost, you and I talked to Bob about this, and and that's that's the time when he can get the ser- he could he could have gotten the serious minutes. and now that we're we lost that first open cup game. You know, I don't know when he'll see serious minutes, if he'll see serious minutes, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Bob thinks of him and how Bob will, will move forward with him.
0: Off of your thoughts there about, about the minutes, Yak, how much does this, does, uh, young Mr. Bordoy, um, Try not to make a sheriff Bordeaux or where or joke there. <laughs> um, how how much of the field does he have to see to really feel, for you, like academy kid in the first team? I mean, is it um, just making the bench a couple times? Does he does he need to see you know more than you know coming on as a 91st minute sub. Like what what what's going to validate him on the first team from the academy to make it feel real to you?
2: I would take either like a lot of bench appearances um or something like let's let's say 50 or 60 minutes of playing time. Like or or 40 two sessions of being on there for a sub for or an actual amount of time. Um, I think would make him really feel like, oh, this kid's actually getting real first-team minutes. Because I assume we only have until mid-summer, like July or something. Again, the same as Borso last year before he goes off to college at Memphis, ironically, um, for the fall.
0: I imagine it's something along those lines. Uh, uh, Borso's career, at least to date, who knows what the future holds, was 83 minutes. Are you taking the over under under uh, under 83, Ariana? Yeah,
2: he he gets no open cup to practice. I'm taking under.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at last year's minutes. Wyatt had 61 in game 3, a full 90 in the first open cup and 28 minutes in game 7. He played all 9 minutes um, against Memphis
0: or against Maryland?
1: Yeah, in the open uh. cup, round 1, Wyatt. So he got a lot of his minutes most of his minutes in that Open Cup game. And, like, you know, we lost that. So, you know, theoretically, we lose. You know, he loses those minutes, which puts him at... Which, without the Open Cup, puts Wyatt Borso at 89 minutes? That's
0: where I That was number 89. So you're going under 89? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we lost uh, Borso game 12, which is... May twenty eighth was the first game without Wyatt Borso hmm. last year.
0: Gotta find a way to give him some minutes, because yeah, I mean it's it feels good. It's something to celebrate for sure. As mm-hmm. this academy has been chugging along, especially on the women's side, very very well. And now let's see a legitimate homegrown product come out of there. Uh, it's nice, it, it's where things need to be going, but it, it yeah, I uh, kind of with what Yak was saying, a, a kind of a run of um, making the 18 and then just see where the minutes come. But to be determined in any situation, uh, congrats Mr. Bodoy. Doing, doing the local club proud. Ariana, we did. We went to meet the team last night. It uh, we did. It it went well. It I didn't. Yeah. Started six. I didn't. Wasn't out there till eight fifteen, eight thirty. It was it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, not the not the fanciest of the meet the teams that the, the Hounds have ever done, but um, in terms of as advertised if you wish to meet the team you could certainly do that and i, I think you did a, a bit of meeting of the team what uh, what was your takeaway
1: yeah so um we got to taste some of the food um which includes their new they announced this week um annie ann's pretzel partner
0: you're yeah. pumped on this aren't uh
1: you? so you got to uh-huh. what did you say that?
0: you're pumped about this
1: i am annie ann's is and no one can disagree with me on this one because i won't take a disagreement on this one annie ann's pretzels are fire um and i'm so looking forward to having them there um it's the only reason i used to go to the mall uh the only reason i still to this day go to the mall is uh to get some annie ann's pretzels um so i'm very pumped for this i called it the moment they posted that tweet um I was, I'm, I'm ready for Annie Ann's and I'm, and I'm here for it. Uh, and so we got to, uh, to have some of that. I did not, I, I made the mistake of getting distracted by uh, talking to players and I did not get the chance to taste uh, some Annie Ann's pretzels last night but they seemed very popular from what I could understand. Um, a lot of people around me were, were eating them. So I'm excited. So we got to try new food. Uh, we got to meet the team um, who were introduced and very, very impressively by the assistant coach, um, individually without notes.
0: Yeah, he, Visser crushed you know, it without a, notes last night.
1: I I gotta give him a big, you know, hands up for that one. He crushed it. Um got all the pronunciations except uh now I'm not gonna remember who it was, but he made him uh Trevor made him say his uh, the pronunciation of his last S- name S- into the microphone. Zvel Zweit, z- Zweit Zweit Zuit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Damn. <Trevor>. It. <laughs> um.
0: Sorry, but, Trevor. Yeah, it was
1: fantastic. Uh, it was great to meet them. Uh, we did get a little bit of a hint of a of an incoming uh player, perchance. Um and then we got to mingle with the players. We got to get some autographs while they were sitting down at the tables, and then they got up and, and walked around and mingled. I got to talk with um Marky Barra and Tony Lopez, and then Pat Hogan probably left the biggest impact on me. Uh, lab, that night he came up with such oomph, uh, which for lack of a better word, uh, to introduce himself to us, he was very excited to to meet all of us um, who were standing there together. Um, ask us a lot about Pittsburgh in general and the best places to go to eat, drink, and have coffee in Pittsburgh. Um, so he seemed like someone who's really looking forward to interacting with the fans, meeting the fans, getting to know some of the fans. So, um, I know he is probably one of the best interactors with our Instagram. Um, he tends to watch and like all of our videos that we post. Um, and chats a lot with with you know those the the person who runs our Instagram. So I I'm very excited to see how his career goes. And and you know we he just came off of a you know a fantastic game and solid recognition for that for the, his playing in the game. So I'm very excited to see how he he made probably the best uh, mark on me. Um, last night at the Meet the Players. Uh, I also got to talk to, to Danny Roviera, who, who was great. And uh, we got to see Kizza walking around taking pictures of everyone. Uh, I feel like we're going to see Kiza as an amateur photographer uh, in this upcoming season. This is now twice that he has taken over the camera uh, and taken some professional shots for the Riverhounds. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how those looked. Um, in both situations they did on on press day they released that behind the scenes where Kizza was taking some pictures um so i i had a lot of fun um i really enjoyed it yos and i got to talk to uh bob which was nice got to meet the new goalkeeper coach which was nice so i I, it was a it's a solid experience um and i'm very i'm very it was it was fun. I, I really enjoyed myself last night. So or Tuesday night, you know. So uh, hands up, claps up to uh, uh, the hounds for that. That was that was quite enjoyable. So
0: that you. was nice. Uh, a lot of players very sociable. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy to talk. Uh, not shy away at all. I did feel kind of bad because Bob came up. We were all in a circle. Bob comes up behind us, starts saying hi, and. Mm-hmm as one does with Bob, you, you ask a question or two and the next thing you know, we, we've basically hogged up all his time before the event starts proper.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: that was not the intent. I'm sorry to, to may anyone who was helping to talk to Bob before it started, but I mean, you go two or three questions and next thing you know, 25 minutes have been uh, eaten up, but Bob with some nice insight on, on, um, uh, I Roster acqu- or roster building going into the season mm-hmm. is probably a nice way to put it um, in terms of what he was looking for or why certain guys were were available or why certain guys were brought in. So I, there was a lot of really nice insight that Bob gave us on that. Uh, learned a little bit about this upcoming weekend. Uh, why we why we know there will be one change in the starting 11 this week. But yeah, really good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, Again, not the fanciest, but I don't think it has to be because you're really anyone yeah. in, in that room is just everyone here. They they know why we're here. We're here to meet them, meet the guys, ask some questions, get to know them, and uh, doesn't have to be that fancy. So it, it weren't it worked uh, worked quite well, I would say.
1: Yeah, and and as you mentioned and I mentioned, so first the change to the lineup. Um, Jamali was international goalkeeper Jamali Waite, the only way I will refer to him from now on, um, was called up again for uh, the Jamaican national team, the Reggae Boys, um, who will be playing this Sunday. Saturday? Sunday. 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 Sunday,
0: For the
1: Reggae Boys in Mexico, um, which means that he will miss this Friday the home opener um, so that is the change that we can confirm. Um, I think he's there now. He was not at the meet and greet last night. So um, Jamali, international goalkeeper Jamali Wait, will be playing for the Reggae Boy. So um, good luck to him. I'm ex- I'm happy to see how he's he's going with that. I'm off
0: to watch that game um, now. Now he's going to start it, against yeah. uh, against Mexico.
2: What's a t- what's a tougher home environment? Crowd Highmark Stadium home opener or uh, Estadio Azteca? People will never know.
0: Yeah. The U.S. L.C. Team yeah. never, never had to try to play at high marks, so we'll just never know the difference. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So uh, Christian Garner, I'm assuming it becomes the since he's been the the guy on the bench the last two weeks, the assumption will be he will have the start in the opener for for against the Miami. It's a shame because this will be uh, two years with uh jamali and he he will not play either home opener one because he wasn't on the team yeah. last year and and this year because he went from a guy who was unknown to getting starts for the jamaican national team in competitive games this this one on sunday is not a friendly it's uh, uh the nation's league uh fixture against mexico so it is a a proper uh, a-level international mm. contest he's in and that's pretty fucking cool yeah yeah,
1: we also got a whiff of a new potential new player. Um, it
0: seems more than we got more to, than like potential. I think he's,
1: yeah, he had a number that. on his shorts, which has always been the, the guarantee. Um, we were introduced last night to Abdul Usmanu, I think is how his, his name is pronounced. I think he got it. Um, he is from Ghana, he's 26 years old, Uh, 5'11", or six foot, uh, depending on what website you look at. Um, Defender, coming straight from Union Omaha from the USL League One. Um, He came before that from Marshall University, so a teammate of our Nathan Dos Santos um, for the Marshall Thundering Herd. Um, so he is, I, am not sure when that will be announced, but we did get to meet him, uh, last night. Um, and he seemed like a solid, solid guy. I have seen him on the bench, um, as a trialist. So he's been with the team, been practicing in and getting some, some time in with the team for a little while. Um, so we'll see how, how that goes, but I think he had 28 on his shorts, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, We'll be looking out for that announcing, but um, we got to meet him last night.
0: Yeah, like I said, really uh, good event. That uh, his time will end up being the third uh, once the season starts. But yeah, good stuff at the at the meet the team stuff. Uh, thank you to the Hounds for for putting that on. I was getting scared that that they weren't going to do it, but uh, but they came through. So yeah. <sighs> it's it's the time we need to look forward to to this friday home opener uh the beloved hosting the miami at 7 p.m miami uh 0-1 and uh, one coming off of a loss against new mexico coached by anthony pulis uh the last name probably rings familiar for for a lot of you his dad somewhat somewhat famous uh manager over in europe uh, we just already mentioned, no Jamali Waite. Uh, he'll be playing against Mexico on Sunday. Yak, um, what's your scouting report on the Miami?
2: Uh, so we'll start with our favorite player to mess with, the goalkeeper. Mr. Captain Connor, don't call me Jack Sparrow, is no longer with the team. he made the short trek up to Tampa Bay. In his place is Adrian Zendejas, who... Uh, is on loan from the big Charlotte club in MLS. He's been with the Kansas City system for many, many years. I don't think we've ever played against him, uh, but he was with Swope Park for two years back in the mid 2000s when they were very good and made the finals both years. That's who we will probably see. Um, best players, probably Paco Craig. He was all league second team last year. He's been all league like every season for the last five years. First with Louisville, now with Miami. He's their center defenseman.
0: Everyone knows a Paco Craig, right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Murphy is their center forward, had 10 goals, led the team last year. was their only double-digit goal scorer. Um, their other big returnee, I think, would be Florian Vallett. Um. He had five goals, led the team with eight assists. He is their only goal scorer this year. Um, it was very, very pretty. It was in week one against Tulsa. It was nominated for goal of the week. So he's got a lot of distance he's, he's got a lot of uh, abilities that guy um, and they gotta they gotta they're gonna have a couple different wingers out on the on the side um, they got a former LA, LA guy LA Galaxy guy Michael Salazar on the right wing as well as Mark Segbers our friend USL tactics is really high on him and he also leads the team in chances so far for Miami Mark Segbers. Is probably their most creative guy out from the back, and the other guy that should be noted is Gabriel Cabral, who is probably going to be their holding midfielder. He was on the All League One uh, team last season. Came up from South Georgia Tormenta, who won the league last season. He's been their starting holding midfielder. I guess that would be. He he might also be pretty good. I, there's a lot of players on Miami I really like, so it kind of remains be seeing how much they gel, because they only have one point in two home games so
0: far. Yeah, playing what appears to be a 4-3-3 from from the bits that I've watched. Um, Yeah, I I mean, the possession numbers aren't great for for a setup like that. You'd think they'd be a bit more pass and possession happy. Uh, That just hasn't happened so far. Uh, Even a when they played in New Mexico this past week. At home, didn't do a lot uh, with the ball. Played somewhat cautiously. A lot of negative passes, square passes. Uh, it, it hard, again, early days, so hard to maybe get a great read on them. You just went through all the all the big names there. A lot of names you're going to recognize. A uh, lot of names that they're pulling out from from League One now. Luckily, no former Hounds, so uh, for the first time in a while, we don't have to worry about uh, a former Hound coming back and scoring against the beloved. Especially because uh, uh, Francois is no longer there, so that that threat has gone away. I'm genuinely having a hard time getting a read on what on what this game could or should be i don't know if it's this is a me mental block or what but i i'm kind of shrugging my shoulders with this one uh yak do you have anything better than than i don't know i think i think they're gonna go hard down the right side i think um
2: if dos santos starts there that he's probably gonna have his work cut out for him um other than that, I, I'm I'm afraid that they're going to go into this because they don't have possession. I haven't watched their games. I'm hoping it's not this super quick thing that they tried like two or three years ago, where they had so many fast guys and they just killed us off of counter for for a year for a season or two. That's that would be like the last thing I saw. We were never good against that. I don't want to have to deal with that again.
0: I'm I'm mostly concerned um, that they also they they they. Go three center backs and just uh, low block the hell out of us.
2: The one stat I did see was um, because they they've started slowly uh, at home. They led the league last year, or led the conference, I should say, in road wins. They had ten, which is actually shockingly high. Um, maybe playing in front of nobody in Miami is not that good for them. Um,
0: I hope it's not more the same this season. True. Yeah, I don't think the, I don't think the uh, the FIU band interns make the road game, so we won't be hearing them, which is a shame. But leading into or before the seven p.m. kickoff with the Miami, it's a tailgate. It's a home opener tailgate. That means it's a noon start tailgate. About damn time. Uh, yeah, a uh, couple things people probably need to know. There has been a a big change in the parking lot slash tailgate setup. Uh, There is now a, for lack of a better phrase, VIP parking area. And the Hounds uh, have deemed uh, Steel Army worthy of a couple of those VIP spots. So you will still find the the party time flag in the flagpole uh, to mark our territory. But we'll be up in basically the... the furthest away VIP spots from the stadium, uh, so we're, we're we're just getting past that velvet rope, and the idea being it gets us away from kind of the activities at tailgate zone. Uh, hash, hashtag ad. Hashtag tailgate zone. <laughs> hashtag three zero. Uh, so it gets us furthest away from there, but it puts us in the that VIP spot. So. We should not have a lot of cars traveling past us while we uh, do our tailgating activities. Uh, Ariana, have I described that correctly or am I – it sounds better in my head.
1: No, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, we'll be in in the VIP section because we are VIPs, but not as close to the tailgate zone. Kind of where we've always been.
0: Yeah, so we actually might still be in our same sp- – spots just without dealing with cars traveling past us while we should be
1: a game changer get
0: our thunderstruck circle going
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so hopefully this will be an upgrade we will we will see uh i still have a bunch of mirror lights that i need to offload so they will be in a cooler for everyone to to get so i don't have to take them back with me afterwards mainly is what i'm getting at uh the mimosas start flowing at noon there's going to be the jello shots. There's going to be the pudding shots. Alcohols of every which way. Uh, yeah. And since it is a Friday, uh, that means it's Hawaiian shirt day. There is going to be one pretty, at least one very special Hawaiian shirt uh, in attendance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. what's Without giving it away quite yet, what uh, were your thoughts on that one, Ariana?
1: Um, I'm excited for it. The person involved knows um, and their reaction was priceless yesterday. Oh,
0: the person um, saw it?
1: Yeah, I so didn't I'll see the reaction. You, off a of hot mic, I will definitely uh break it down for you, but uh I'm very excited to see everyone's reaction to this Hawaiian shirt. Um, so yeah, I'm also excited to see Mr. President Jeff Gardner's uh Hawaiian shirt. He confirmed that he had purchased one, so uh we're getting all in
0: if he's got one, there's no reason for all of Yin's to not have one, yeah, Fact. what's yours looking like this year?
2: Probably still on a rack at Marshall's or some other retail <laughs> that's, site because that's good enough. <laughs> your boy still needs a new one.
0: yeah, happens sometimes you get a little too hard in him. What's going to be your your drink of of choice for Friday?
2: uh the common one is going to be yingling. But I always love to support my fellow shot makers in Maria and Ariana. So I will absolutely dabble in
0: lots of those. Yeah. It's, it's been a couple of years since they've happened, I believe. Although I, I don't follow on too closely because I'm, I am in the game or inside the stadium. Uh, these home openers always give the opportunity for someone not to quite make it. Into the gate from a noon start, <laughs> uh, Ariana. What the what percentage chance are you giving that someone does not make it in this year?
1: Uh, I'm getting. I'm. I'm going to posit probably a solid eighty-seven point two percent chance. Shit. That someone does not make it into the stadium. One yeah. person. That one person does not make it into the stadium. At least.
0: That. I mean, that's up there with <laughs> your your five double digits. <laughs> Double-digit scores.
1: Yeah, <laughs> have you no faith yeah. in us? Hot toe.
2: Um, might as well just have the ambulance I have no on standby, th- damn it. Oof. Have well, there been any notable absences since that one year where it was like 20 fucking degrees for the home opener?
1: Well, we might be headed that way. It's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. So, well, as of right now. Mid-40s, but it looks like today, the chance of
0: rain is going down.
1: It keeps changing every day. Uh, Jeff and I were talking about it, but um, yeah. So I have have a chance that someone just might come for the alcohol. Which, if that's you and you're listening to this and you're like, I don't actually want to go to the game and I just want the alcohol. I mean, I'm here for it, but you should also go to the game.
2: I have had friends who have had plans to go do something important, but they're like, yeah, I'll come tailgate for an hour or two or something. When you
1: say important, you mean not
0: the hounds game? Yes.
1: Less important than the hounds game. I mean, hounds are more important than anything else, but... Damn right. I could see. I mean, when I'm making eight flavors. We went over them before, and usually each flavor makes me about 25 shots. So we're talking 150 shots, pre-made and ready to go in my cooler, plus... Maria's cooler, plus all the alcohol we're going to be drinking, you know, bringing additional to that. So I have a feeling we'll be, we'll be up there.
0: Be well imbibed if you so wish to be.
1: Yeah. 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 And after the game, victory post tailgate.
0: Yeah.
2: Ever Rogers.
0: Time for some victory, yeah. a victory beverage. Vict- oh, man. I'm thinking about this out loud. We do we do we ever acquire that new selfie stick for that uh, for the victory selfie? We're gonna need about about 9 Ooh. p.m. Oh, We'll put it out there. Yes. All right. Good. Amazon
1: though. comes fast. I bet you we can find a good selfie stick on Amazon that'll come in a couple of days.
0: Good. I like it.
1: We only have a couple of days, but
0: might have to. As soon as we finish recording this, might have to double check on that. Yeah, I don't know if there's the uh, not much else to say about this, Lisa. I can't think of anything. Uh, Yak, yeah, any any final thoughts? Any words of wisdom for anyone preparing for Friday? Hydrate,
2: hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Yep.
0: Yeah, bring bring some water with you as well. Can't all just be straight booze? Bring some water. Ariana, any tips, tricks, hints for the newbies? Uh,
1: dress in layers because you know we talked about the weather you don't really know what it's going to be the day of uh whether the wind will be whipping off the the river or not and when you get a little bit of alcohol in you you tend to get a little bit warmer so i would definitely bring you know bring a nice jacket uh or long or or wear a long sleeve shirt under your uh, hawaiian shirt but dress in layers so that you know worse comes worse the weather turns you'll be prepared
0: seth's going in the game shirtless <laughs> that's her boy He's been so busy these Wednesdays. We're going. Uh, sounds like we get him back next Wednesday, so that'll, that'll be nice. Excellent. Well, we're. Oh, we may. Ooh. If we
1: film on, we're filming on Wednesday, Monday.
0: Maybe yes, because I uh, mean we didn't Easter. talk about it yet, but there is the Hounds are playing on Tuesday. Uh, Jamali will be back for the Tulsa game, but our plan right now is then to record Monday. We're going. We're going head to head with Mongols. It's gonna be like the Monday Night uh, Wrestling Wars all over again. Can't wait. Uh, and then Hounds will be Tuesday. And then a bit of a break because they don't have the... They aren't playing that weekend. And then the, the Rochester game has already been has already been a win. Got that one out of the way. So it's going to be a, a bit of a gap after they play Tulsa on Tuesday. But we will cross that bridge after Friday because Friday is obviously the main the main attraction at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, get your ass to Highmark. Get it there at noon. Uh, call off for work or whatever you got to do. Make the appropriate plans. Get there. The bottles are popping at noon, kickoffs at seven. More importantly, you know, Thunderstruck's gonna be like six, six fifteen. Victory Selfie at nine, victory beverages at nine thirty, and that is how you're gonna start your weekend. You're gonna wake up feeling perfectly refreshed Saturday morning without a hint of a hangover, and you're just gonna attack that, that weekend like uh like a warrior. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And with that. It's time to close this bad boy out. We'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Hounsey. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Hounsey theme music was composed and performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majerak. Email the show at pghstewarmy at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Ariana and Yak, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.